0: Welcome to Swapping Paint, the podcast that rubs doors with the cream of the crop in motorsport today, with your host, 18 times Australian champion, Dave Serra.
1: Joey Mawson joins us today on Swapping Paint. The Sydney Sider has won major karting titles, beaten Nick Schumacher to a championship, and is now trying to forge a career as a Porsche Career Cup driver. Joey left his family behind as a teenager and moved to Europe to race against the best drivers in the world. It's a cool story from a kid who didn't have a family financial backing, but someone whose determination and skill saw him succeed. We welcome Joey Mawson. Joey Mawson, mate, how are you?
0: <laughs> Good, how are you, Dave? Good to yeah, see again, you, mate. mate.
1: Good. Uh, Tree Hunter said I looked a little bit older today because uh, I'm a bit scruffy and haven't shaved for a while. But, um, but mate, how's things? <laughs> how, how, what are you up to these days?
0: Yeah, well, obviously not too much going on a, about now uh, with the coronavirus, but, um, yeah, just trying to, uh, yeah, keep active in the backyard um, and, uh, yeah, just uh, trying to keep myself busy with a little bit of work and earning a little bit of money with nothing to really spend it on now. So. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's good. We um, want to try and talk to you about your progression from karts all the way through to your Euro- European racing because a lot of the kids who are sort of listening in that's their Mm -hmm. goal is to go from karting and to look up to guys like yourself who have been there before and to just try and find out the hurdles that you've had along the way. So you started karts when you were seven years of age?
0: Uh, Yep, correct, seven years old.
1: And then from there you won three Australian Championships, you won 19 state championships, you finished second at the Rotax World Championships when I was uh, was there that year in Dubai. (laughs)
0: Yep.
1: And then you finished fourth at the CIK FIA World Championships, I think it was.
0: Correct, yeah, the under 18s World Championship, yeah. Under
1: 18s. And yep. then from there, you went to the German Formula 4, is that right? Oh, Italian uh, first. Actually,
0: no, it was, no, no, it was French F4 first, uh, and then two years of German, yeah. Okay.
1: So, um, obviously, what sort of challenges did you find going from the karts, and even just going from karts from Australia to Europe? What were sort of the, the challenges there that you had?
0: Um, yeah, well, uh, for me, I was lucky in a way because I had that uh, first year in Europe to be able to. Kind of understand the European scene uh, from from go karting already, even though yep. it was a really tough year. Um, so I'd already built up some connections in that year. Um, but yeah, it's mainly just knowing the right people and and having the right connections to be able to put yourself in the right teams. Um, you know, uh, and surround yourself with the best people um, because you know, with racing, it's still very much a team sport. And you know, as much as especially when you go to cars, as much as you can be a standout driver, you still need the team behind you to be able to. Um, give you the tools to, yes. to compete at the front and perform.
1: And now, obviously, you've had a lot of good people in your corner. Who would you say it's sort of been the biggest influence along the way, along the journey?
0: Uh, there's been many people, so I hope I don't forget. But no. um, yeah, uh, Tim Craig, um, Shane Piper has been a big influence. They're from influence your karting days
1: for the guys who are tuning in. From streaming. my karting
0: days. Yep. yep. Um, and uh, even, even people like yourself when you helped me out. Um, yeah. I mean, you're the reason why I run the 96 <laughs> to That's this pretty day. Cool. So. Um, but, uh, yeah, in cars especially, it's been uh, Jeff Morgan and Tom Warwick um, and the podium guys that have been very influential and behind me the whole way.
1: And so uh, for the outlook for this year, once we do get back to racing, what are we sort of looking to race, mate?
0: Uh, hopefully we can go back and uh, do the season in Porsche Super Cup. Um, yep. So that was initially uh, the plan before the uh, coronavirus had arrived. Um, so obviously a lot of things have changed now and we still have to reevaluate um, once it all settles down and, the, the whole structure is a lot more clear, but um, that's definitely what, uh, what we had in mind.
1: And then from, oh, just going back to, to your, sort of your karting days, but which category would you would you find the hardest? So you've had karts overseas in Australia, in Europe. You've also had the Formula 4, GP3, Porsche Supercup, Formula 3. You've raced a whole range of different categories. Can you sort of pinpoint yep. one to say that was the hardest one for whatever reason why it was so hard?
0: Mm, I would say probably... Probably F3 and Porsche. Um, F3, because the year I, I had arrived, um, yeah, it was just, we didn't have so many entries uh, compared to previous years, but we had a lot of very high-quality drivers, people like Lando Norris, um, JQs, Maxi Gunter, who's in Formula E. So a lot of people have gone on to become professional drivers. Um, and then Porsche Supercup up because uh, I really underestimated the, the level and the competition, to be honest, uh, yeah, yeah. when I first arrived there. Um, so that was a big big shock and, and surprise to me.
1: We had uh, one of the guys the like young kids a question, Matthew Hans, he said, What are the major differences between carts, you know, GP3 and Porsche? Can you get any similarities between three categories that you've got? Uh,
0: not so much with Porsche and uh, GP3. So they're very different cars. Um, of course, because of the weight, um, also where the, the engine's located in the Porsche, we have a, a lot of weight uh, towards the rear um you know running on the Michelin's and so on but uh i would say porsche to, to single seaters is uh yeah a completely different field um gt is probably somewhere in between maybe a little bit closer to single seaters with the aero that you have there um so yeah in porsche it's it i found it difficult because i had to unlearn a lot of my single seater habits okay um so so that was a difficult part for me it took me a few months to kind of unlearn all the single seater habits that were really bad in the porsche car and kind of learn the the strange style that's required to drive a porsche car quick
1: (laughs) no that's awesome that's awesome now you were talking about podium being a big supporter jeff morgan um and those sort of guys who you've had around you for a very long time max valerani's asked how do you go about finding these sponsors
0: um for me it's uh it's always about connection so knowing the right people you know having a friend or a person you know introducing you into into another person. Um, yep. It's really all about building your network and and having the, the right connections to, yep. to be able to get the right sponsors, so. No,
1: no, that's awesome advice. It helps, like as I said, a lot of these young kids are looking to, even just to get sponsorship in their carts or to go to cars, you need to yep. keep those friends on side. You've got to behave well on track as well. So if you're carrying on, people aren't going to want to sponsor people who are you know throwing tangents and things like that. You've got to be nice to everyone that you actually meet because you just never know who's going to help you around the corner.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, always being presentable, always pre- pre- presenting a good attitude, a positive yep. attitude, um, and especially when things don't go right, which, um, you know, half the time they don't in motorsport, those <laughs> are the times. So you really have to control yourself and, and have a professional attitude.
1: And you've raced so many big names uh, throughout your career. So I was looking at some of the names. We've got uh, Lando Norris, Mick Schumacher, uh, Anton De Pasquale in your karting days, Pierce Lehane, Charles Leclerc yep. in your karting days as well if you were to have mm-hmm. same package same equipment who do you think is going to be uh, who's going to come out on top out of everyone that you've raced who's going to come one. second would... to yourself who's going to come second to yourself
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, i know i don't i would never like to put myself in it because no. that's always unfair comparison but uh i would say for me max looked very naturally gifted when i when i raced him in karting max verstappen so i raced yep. him in the k4 championship and i remember following him in one of the practice sessions and just being a little bit like, well, it's like nothing it I'd, ever, I'd ever seen. <laughs> yeah. It was just quick. Exactly. Um, and when I raised Charles, even when I raced him back then, I already had a sense of feeling that it would be in Formula One just because of the way he presented himself, his speed, and, and also the backing he had behind him. Um, so I would say between them two, but probably at, at that stage in, in the go-kart, I'd probably give Max the edge.
1: Yep, yep. And like I said, yep. I just remember watching you from your karting days in, in Australia, and you and Peace Lahane were always going at it. It was obviously really <laughs> cool to watch because, you know, once you'd come out on top, next time he'd come out on top. And uh, you need to have those rivalries because you all actually push each other along. I know sometimes you have a absolutely. bad day because, um, you know, you might come second or third, but you need to have that someone that you're always trying to aim to, um, to you know, try and catch.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it was, uh, it was very intense and, you know, I wouldn't call it hate, but it was definitely... Um, a massive rivalry we had at the time, but it's really good. And it's only when you finish that rivalry and and move on that you think, wow, that was actually really good and pushed me to another level. Yeah. Yeah. And and you look back and kind of enjoy it.
1: Now, Luca young has asked, what's your favorite racing memory? So obviously you've got quite a big career, you know, you've won a lot of races and so on. It might even be a race that you've won, but what's that one moment you think, you know what? That was actually pretty cool. Um,
0: so favorite racing moment, you said, yep. Um, I would say probably probably from my carding days the first the, when I won the two nationals at Parker because that was that was very special it was the first kind of big achievement I felt uh, that I'd achieved and it was um just a memory that I kind of remember forever and, yeah, and it kind awesome. of set me set me up for my career where I wanted to then try to turn it into a career like it went from you know just it's being a hobby, a hobby to yep. trying to turn it into a career from there Now it's time for the punt Brought to you by 2.7 Design, your go-to for all motorsport-specific graphic design, specializing in creating a new and unique look for your race car or kart or both.
1: Awesome. Now, I'm not sure if you've tuned in. We've got a segment called The Punt. So, it's, yep. it's this one time where basically you just unloaded someone and we uh, we look back on these moments having
0: a bit of a laugh. <laughs>
1: is, is there one yep. time you can just remember where you've just unloaded on, on another another driver?
0: uh yeah i'm just trying to think in, which one in, in, right? are you just <laughs> trying to pinpoint <laughs> yeah for sure there's a few um uh, yeah actually it was i think it was it was brad jenner at uh rosex pro tour in in gimpy yeah <laughs> so sorry sorry brad but um yeah i think it was there um but i, I had a big unload with him i had a frustrating race and we were just being silly with each other and then uh, i'd had enough and he <laughs> gave him a serve back
1: <laughs> Br- brad's turf many of people so i don't think
0: he's going to be too stressed about that um, we can laugh about it now so. <laughs> exactly that's what i
1: mean it's good to have those rivalries along the way now we've got some, yeah. we've got a motorsport quiz have you heard the motorsport quiz because if you have you're sort of going to be in front of everyone else
0: yeah well i i haven't heard of it but i, I... I feel like I have some a fair bit of knowledge on
1: motorsports okay. so we'll give it a go. <laughs> All right, let's do it. So we've got nine questions. Uh, yep. The youngest Formula One winner?
0: Max Verstappen.
1: Yep. How many World Karting Championships has David 4 won? So he's won World Championships and World Cups. I'm just taking the World Championships part.
0: The World Championships. Four?
1: Four is good. Ooh. Yep. Yep. We're Ooh, two from two here. In, wow, which, in which country is the Karting Circuit Sano?
0: Italy.
1: Yep, this is good. Three from three. What racing number did Jeff Gordon make famous during his NASCAR career?
0: 24.
1: Yep. You must have heard this, I reckon. No, didn't <laughs> no, I'm, good with my <laughs> no. I'm good with my motorsport quiz.
0: I'm good with my motorsport quiz.
1: When did the first Indy 500 take place? So Indy 500, thinking pre-World War One. That's just to give you a bit of an idea of how far back we're talking.
0: World War One. Before.
1: Yep. Yep. So it's been around for over 100 years.
0: Uh, 1916? 11. It's like I said, it's a tricky uh, uh, one. 1911,
1: ah, 1911. How many Bathurst oh. 1000s did the King of the Mountain Peter Brock win?
0: Nine.
1: Yep, this is good. Okay, who is the only driver to win the Triple Crowning Motorsport? So Le Mans 24 Hour, Monaco Grand Prix, and the Indy 500? Graham Hill. Yep, that's that, mate, you're on to it here. <laughs> for which team did Michael Schumacher debut for Jordan Jordan that's that's impressive and your last one you've driven here but which circuit has the famous corner Ascari Monta Monza, mate, you eight from Monza. nine. You're the clear leader by two. You, you, you. I'm
0: a nerd with motorsport facts, especially with Formula One. I'm, I'm really, really a nerd with that. No,
1: that's awesome. That's awesome. Like you said, you can. I'll put you on top of the leaderboard when I uh, when I flip the whiteboard uh, later on. Beautiful. Hey, look for everyone who's listening. Um, how do how do we guys follow you? How do the how do the kids follow you?
0: Yeah. So. Um On on Instagram, I'm I'm mainly active, so just at Joey Mawson. Um, On Twitter, at Joey underscore Mawson. And uh, on Facebook, I have a Facebook page, uh, Joey Mawson.
1: Awesome. Well, uh, look, obviously, thanks very much for your time. We really appreciate chatting to you. All the best getting the 96 up the front uh, when we go back to racing. And uh, like I said, I really appreciate uh, you giving us your time.
0: No, thank you very much, Dave. I really appreciate it. Thank you for your time as well.
1: All the best. Take it easy,
0: Joey. Thank Thank you. You You too, Dave. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Bye.
1: Next time on Shopping Paint, we chat to Bathurst and Clipson 500 winner Nick Burkett. Nick takes us around his factory to talk about his karting in his spare time, the fitness regime he's undertaken to move towards the top of the championship, and how things have gone throughout the E-Series. Since we've chatted to Nick, he's gone on to win two races at Sydney's Motorsport Park in the Supercars Championship. If you want to find me online, go to Facebook and type in Dave Serra, or at Instagram, Serra Driver Development. And just a reminder, if you like this episode of Swapping Paint, be sure to click the subscribe button so you never miss another episode. Leave us a review or ask questions so we can ask our future guests. Big thanks to Tom Evans for his production work in putting these together.